Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips joined by our columnist with Gamecock Central, Scott Davis. Scott's a lifelong Gamecock fan. He lives in Atlanta, and he brings us a fan's perspective in his column here on Gamecock Central. And Scott's new column, first one in some time, is up on the website right now. Scott, good to have you along again. How you getting along, bud? Man, I'm doing good. Having a good summer down here. It's been a while since I've talked to you, but you know what? Uh, believe it or not, football season is creeping back towards us here it's not that far away and as it approaches i started getting nostalgic for the first time i became a sports fan first loves last forever is the headline of scott's column that's up on gamecock central right now we hope you'll check it out scott your one of your favorite memories took place all the way back in 1982 tell us what happened that year yeah, I mean, I was a weird little kid at Emerson. There's no getting around it. I, I liked uh, comic books and uh, superhero figurines. I liked dinosaurs. Uh, but what I really didn't care about, or at least I didn't think I cared about, was sports. And that was until the 1982 Atlanta Braves started out the season by going 13-0 and uh, when they won their 12th game in a row to start the season that set a new major league baseball record and somehow or another i got wrapped up into that whole thing and eventually became a lifelong atlanta professional sports fan and you know oddly enough wound up living in atlanta um as i reached middle age so it kind of came full circle so that got me started along the way to becoming a sports fan and then as i talked about in the column in 1984 the South Carolina Gamecocks kind of ended up changing the trajectory of my sports fanhood forever. Scott's not only a South Carolina fan, he's a University of South Carolina alum. And just a couple of years after that Braves fantastic season in 82, Scott, you fell in love with the Gamecocks. 1984, a lot of Gamecock fans listening today remember that football season very well. No question. I think anybody who's my age or, or even a little younger or even a little older, looks back at that 1984 season as being kind of the pinnacle of South Carolina football. We've had some seasons since where we won more games. Gamecocks won 11 in a row under Steve Spurrier three times in a row, so they exceeded that uh, 1984 win total. That team went 10-2, and but I think the difference 
with that club was nobody expected anything out of them whatsoever. They had uh, not been a very good football team in 1983. The year before that, they were in year two under Coach Joe Morrison. Nobody really knew what to expect from them. And, of course, the other thing that was happening was the shadow of their arch rival Clemson having won the national championship in 1981, just three years before that. Clemson was, uh, you know, undergoing a period of dominance over South Carolina in football at that time. So there really was no reason to expect much from that team. Um, And they came out of the gates and they just started winning and it, it began to feed on itself. And I distinctly remember the way it felt to be in South Carolina when that team was winning. They just kept doing it, and people just kept getting more and more excited by it. And for a time, it really looked like they were going to win the national championship. And of course, as we know, it didn't work out that way. But that team cemented my love of South Carolina. And as I say in the column, not much, you know, just a few years down the road from that, I wound up uh, enrolling at South Carolina, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Scott, in that 84 season, the Gamecocks were 9-0. and They beat Florida State, rose to number two in the country, and went to Annapolis and lost to a Navy team that I believe had a 4-6 and six record at the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that's one of the most infamous losses, probably the most infamous loss in Gamecock football history. But a week later, Carolina picked up one of the most memorable wins in the history of the program when they beat Clemson. That whole two-week stretch, Emerson, as crazy as it is, it's been almost 35 years ago, uh, now, but it remains one of the most memorable uh, moments of my life. Just the, the complete despair that I felt as an 11 year old kid when they lost to Navy that came completely out of nowhere. That wasn't even something that was on my radar screen. You know, at that young age, you don't really know or expect that shocking losses like that might be lurking in the shadows for you. You just think you're going to keep winning. They had won every game to that point, no matter what the test was. The big concern, as I remember, looking back on it now, was trying to get through that Florida State game and then facing Clemson. Navy was not even on anyone's radar screen. And I just remember the total deflation that I felt as Navy continued to stockpile touchdowns in that game, they they ran up and down the field. It was so I was just so despondent. As I wrote in the column, I I wandered aimlessly around my neighborhood for you know an hour or so after that thing was over because at that point, as an 11 year old kid, I just didn't know things like that were going to happen. It seemed like a fairy tale was unfolding, and then so there was no expectation really. The Clemson game was going to work out in our favor. I, I remember looking at that game with a tremendous amount of dread. Clemson was a dominant program at the time, much as they are now. And um, it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. And uh, the game began. Clemson rolled out to a fairly easy lead by halftime. And, uh, of course, as I write, South Carolina winds up winning one of the most thrilling games in the history of their football program, and those are kind of the moments that you never forget as a sports fan. Taking a stroll down memory lane today here on Gamecock Central Radio with columnist Scott Davis. I'm your host, Emerson Phillips. First loves last forever is the headline of Scott's column that's up on Gamecock Central right now. We do hope you'll check it out. 
So, Scott, the point of your column this week is that uh, coming up here in a few weeks, football season will return again, and 10, 11, and 12-year-olds across the state of South Carolina will be falling in love for the first time, many of them with the Gamecocks. No question. You know, that's really what was the impetus for me to write this column, was just thinking about the fact that football season, believe it or not, even though it's, you know, 100 degrees every day, uh, in the South where all of us live, it's really right around the corner. seems like just yesterday, Georgia and Alabama were battling for the national championship. But here we are again, you know, less than 60 days away from college football. And every year the cycle repeats itself. There's a little kid somewhere just like I was who doesn't think they care about sports, and their parents drag them to games, whether it's South Carolina games, Georgia games, Auburn games, whoever the case may be. And at some point, it just clicks for you, and all of a sudden, you start caring about it. And when you become an adult, you look back on those moments when you first started to care passionately with such you know, joy and warm feelings because it's – you know, those teams from your youth that you revered and loved are the ones that you'll always love the most. Scott, I thought it was interesting. You mentioned in your column this week that your wife's first love was the 85 Chicago Bears. <laughs> How weird is that? Uh, I, I don't know where that came from. I was talking to her about this column, and she was like, well, I can definitely remember the first team that I started caring about. It was the 1985 Chicago Bears, and I was like, gosh, nobody outside of the city of Chicago liked that team. <laughs> But apparently she did, and she has since become uh, a lifelong sports fan as well. So everybody remembers where they were, what they were doing when they first started to care about a sports team. It's always fun and interesting to talk to people about who that team was, which year, what particular team that broke you into uh, being a sports fan. I think everybody that is long enough in the tooth to remember the mid-'80s remembers that Bears team. They're still regarded as one of the best of all time in NFL history. And I, I remember that year particularly, Scott, because the 85 Bears won the Super Bowl on January 26, 1986, and that happened to be my mm-hmm. 16th birthday. The Super Bowl was played on my birthday that year, and the Bears beat the brakes mm-hmm. off of the New England Patriots. And I, I got a kick out of reading in your column that your wife's first love was the Chicago Bears. So, Scott, I wanted to know. Yeah, I remember, I remember that Super Bowl very well as well. Uh, I was watching that in my den. I was not pulling for the Chicago Bears, not that I was a New England fan. I just didn't really like that team. But somewhere, uh, a woman that I did not yet know who would someday become my wife was also watching that Super Bowl pulling for uh, William Perry and uh, Jim McMahon and the Chicago Bears. Scott, I'm curious to know, you mentioned also in your column that a few years ago someone gave you the same black Carolina hat that Joe Morrison, the old Gamecock head football coach, used to wear on the sidelines, and it nearly brought you to tears. Who gave you the hat, Scott? It was actually uh, my uh, in-laws, my wife's parents, and uh, I was really happy to get that thing, as I, as I write. It's exactly the way it was in 1984. The front, you know, has that kind of thick um, material. The back is mesh. You know, it, it, it looks exactly like the hat that uh, the coaches wore in 1984, and that hat has just always held a special place in my heart. So every time I go back to Williams-Price Stadium, I'm always wearing that thing. 
Scott, good stuff today. We're in Georgia Column, and again, we want to invite our listeners to check it out. First Love's Last Forever is up on Gamecock Central right now, and Scott will have plenty more columns coming your way here in the coming weeks on Gamecock Central. Scott, thanks very much. Always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. All right, that's Scott Davis, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.